And welcome to the show. My name is Ronan Jennings, and with me I've got two uh, decently all right fellas. First uh-huh. up, we got Felipe Franco. Say hello. Hello. I thought you were just going to wave there. You did that for a second at first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just to confuse my computer, <laughs> just to freak it out. Uh, and we got Fergus Allen. Hey, that's me. Mm, how are you guys doing today? Good, good. Not half bad. How about you? I'm doing okay. Good, good. Any fun things happen this week? Uh, no. <laughs> I need to look back in my calendar. I got it. Yeah. How long is it going to be before these intros just become tedious and monotonous? Of just, oh, how's it going? Yeah, it's all right. What happened this week? And <laughs> eh, nothing. Nothing. There's only well, so I, many. I, there's only so many times we can joke about going outside. <laughs> Yeah, I can't even joke about that this week because I don't think I've actually left like the porch area since we last spoke. Oh, yikes! Yeah, it's a bad, it's a bad time. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> I'm fine. Do we do we need to send someone over to of, you? No, I just don't think about it, and then it's it's kind of like it doesn't affect me in a way. <laughs> what um, the passage of time? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the outside. I did see. I did step into the garden today, and yeah. <laughs> How about you guys? <laughs> oh, I think that's that's probably the the situation for everyone right now. Really, is um, stepped out into the garden, and yeah. Hey, hey, hey! I, I went. I went for a, a big walk yesterday onto a onto a golf course. Um, oh, it's just like a, it's a big garden, isn't yeah. it? Um, mm. underestimating the fact that it was like horribly sleeting raining and it was dark and I went out and it was horrifically muddy and I got stranded out uh, <laughs> beyond the fifth hole for a bit because I was just surrounded by mud <laughs> and I couldn't move without falling over <laughs> and, then, and then fell over. <laughs> was, the, was the mud not draining into, into the hole? Like a big whirlpool? Oh yeah, yeah, that's what happened. I had to kind of skirt around the edge in a kind of Odysseus-style situation. Actually, that's the... That's the second time this week I've gone for a walk and fallen over in the mud. Because uh, I was listening to our last episode we recorded, so the one uh, last week about Max mm. Rebo and all the music and jizz. Um, and I went, I went down for a walk <laughs> at the beach, um, but it was just weirdly pitch black at about 5.30 p.m. Uh, that's yes. Scotland for you. Um, and I was walking along a path, or kind of went off the path onto the grass, and didn't realize that the bit I was on rose really high up um, and became the top of a hill. Uh, but it was pitch black. And I just didn't even realize and then took one step the wrong way and just fell down the entire hill. Oh, no. <laughs> while, oh. while I had the sounds of you guys talking about jizz in my ears. <laughs> like, oh, oh, fuck Max Rebo. Oh, fuck Ficker and Dan. <laughs> Peel rod. <laughs> Just yeah, just a little reminder to the listeners if if you guys haven't checked out our Instagram yet, why we get Shrasty is our Instagram page, and uh, Max Rebo also has his page now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Good for him. He's been he's been listening. I think we've inspired him to get on the social networks. Yeah, because uh, Fergus, you sent him a message the, the other day. You commented on one of his posts. Yeah, I think he he's definitely someone who who needs our support right now. Um, just um, as much as he can get, really. So, uh, yeah, follow him. What's his tag again? Real Max Rebo? Official the Max real Rebo. Max Rebo. The real Max Rebo. The, the one Max and only. Um, yeah, give him a follow. Give him, give him a like. Give him that sweet, sweet dopamine hit when he sees you've done both of those things. Because <laughs> that's all that matters in life. That's all that matters. Yeah. He's teetotal now as well, so that's the closest mm. thing to a drug he'll he'll get. That's good, yeah, because he's had some bad times with the uh, with the spice and the death sticks. Ah. He yes. he did want to buy some death sticks. Fucking and sleazy he's, he's... Gabbana. <laughs> <laughs> I want to buy some death sticks. 
<laughs> oh my god, Sleazy, get out, we're recording. <laughs> anyway, uh, shall we move on to our topic for the week? Yes. Sure. Yes. What is that, Ronan? So, Pray tell. Uh, the topic for the week, going off of last week, where we went into the, the deep lore of the ancient memes from the before time, uh, some of which were mm-hmm. arguably not at all memes. Uh, now we're going to go forward a little bit in time, specifically to the year of our Lord, 2007. And uh, 2007. Should we have a little intro for this or no? Is that like a, a little little jingle? Yeah, I think that would be good. Should we, should we do it live right now? Yeah. This can be the first one. Sure. Right now. For- ba- 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 fucking memes! <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was some good harmonies over Zoom. I've never harmonized over Zoom before. <laughs> oh... Love it. Oh, oh, go team. Happened live on the pod. That was the most successful thing we've done yet. <laughs> <laughs> so we are looking at the year 2007, or roughly mm-hmm. around then. I don't know if you guys have gone exactly on the year. Uh, but that era of memes, um, and we've each mm-hmm. chosen a meme. Uh, we haven't told each other what we've chosen, so there's a decent chance we've chosen the exact same thing. Uh, <laughs> fingers crossed that's not the case. Uh, would you like to start us off then? Uh, okay, so I kind of looked at this by year. So I was just doing like a general overview of the year and then I chose one specific one that I'll get to after a little bit of context. So I just thought I'd start by saying um, that in 2007, I was like, what, 10 or something? So I wasn't really on the internet as much as, you mm-hmm. know, we all are today. Mm-hmm. Um, I would only be able to to get access to it on the, you know, the family desktop or my dad's work computer or something like that. So I didn't really have a lot of time to be looking at memes. I was mainly concerned with playing playing those mini clip mini games oh. and stuff. Yeah, but this can be a meme that you've grown to enjoy when you did start going of course. on the internet. Um, so there were a lot of memes that I would later become aware of that I wasn't aware of in 2007. Um, yeah. I guess the the three main ones that I found just uh, that entered the scene in 2007 were um, Rick Rowling first became mm-hmm. a thing in mm-hmm. 2007. Um, Chocolate Rain, the song, um, was released in 2007. And then perhaps, I don't know, the, the one that, that um, I became aware of first out of these... Uh, maybe a few years later, was uh, Two Girls, One Cup. Uh, of course, the year yes. of that. Um, oh, that's not the meme I'm going to talk about today, but okay. I did find Thank an interesting... <laughs> <laughs> I did find an interesting tidbit about that. Did you know the name of the video is not actually Two Girls, One Cup? No, really? Yeah, do, you know, do you know what it's called? <laughs> um, warning, you might vomit. <laughs> not quite. Ronan, any guesses? Um, exploration of man, <laughs> which I suppose is the I suppose is the opposite of what the actual content of the video. We're getting closer. The actual name of the video. This was a two thousand seven Brazilian porn film. Um, it's a Brazilian. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I've never actually seen the video. To be honest, I. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm quite proud that I've made it all the way to the year 2021 without seeing it because it, at the watch. time it was like, "Oh, you gotta watch it." There was, <laughs> in one way or another, there was so much pressure to watch it, and uh, and everyone regretted doing it. So, what is your meme? Yeah, I suppose it does somewhat relate to, to Two Girls One Cup in the fact that it is from almost, 2007. It's from 2007, and it is almost the feeling you get when you're exposed to something like that. And the meme I've chosen, I didn't know it at the time, but it's come to be a sentiment that rings true to me every day. Uh, and that meme is titled... <laughs> <laughs> are you familiar with it? No. So, sorry, um, so, something though. happened there. I, I think I missed the name of the meme. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there we go. I, um, I got that one. Is it? Is it? I need to take a shit meme. 
Uh, it is not, but it could relate to that. It's more of a feeling, generally. The feeling being... <laughs> yeah, the feeling of when you need to take a shit. <laughs> I, I don't think I know this one. That feeling? You've never needed <laughs> to <laughs> take a shit? Never in my life. <laughs> Lucky you. Uh, Ronan, Ronan's farts consist primarily of air. And... <laughs> Everyone's. Yeah, that's that's not my element of choice. (laughs) (laughs) Water only. Oh no. Uh, Fergus, I understand you're fire. That's. Oh, that's an image for the listeners. I'm only the far listeners. after a curry. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm the opposite. I'm water after a curry. Mm. 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 I'm earth every other day. We've done it again. We've <laughs> <laughs> it has become the pool. <laughs> uh, uh, tell us about the unga meme. <laughs> uh... Uh, oh, sorry, listeners, you didn't sign on to listen to a podcast. Um, so back on with the pod. So um, it's an image macro of an old kind of maybe middle-aged man, actually. Um, I remember him being seeming much older when I was a kid looking at this meme. But I guess he's probably just middle-aged. Um, clutching his chest like he's having some kind of heart attack. Mm-hmm. He's just going... Oh, maybe oh I know yes, yes, I is know that, the one. Is that really the name of the meme? <laughs> is yeah, there no alternative name, you know, for that SEO? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I believe, I, I found it via man having heart attack meme. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, but so are, believe... are you lying to us for the sake of the joke? No, no, but on Know Your Meme, um, it's called... So okay, yes, yeah, you'll recognize it when you see it. Yeah, there, uh, there's a few here, but is it? There's a few old men having heart attacks with memes. Um, which is the original? <laughs> Could you just okay? I'll I'll just go on. He's he's a bald man wearing a grey yes. jumper. He's got glasses. He looks like J.K. Simmons with mm. glasses. Yes, a very pained J.K. Simmons. I think it's actually his cousin, Sirius Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Just saying that, hearing that coming out of my mouth made me go... <laughs> <laughs> and what, why did you pick this meme? Because uh, I feel it every day. <laughs> has it become more relatable to you as time has come on? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, and I wanted to come up with an example of, of how it relates to my everyday life from recent memory. Um, I don't think I talked about this last week. It happened like a week ago, where um, I ordered a book off of Amazon uh, and uh, Jeff Bezos uh, hand-delivered it to my neighbor's box instead of mine. Um, fucking Bezos. But yeah, so fucking Bezos delivered it to the wrong box. Um, and I don't know my neighbor whose box it was. Um, mm. So I felt kind of awkward going downstairs because I knew it was in his box because I like have the little window so you can see into the and I was just I saw an Amazon package into the house, yeah, <laughs> um, into <laughs> into like the mailbox which yeah, was directly we, above mine. Especially if you got binoculars on, like you did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, uh, but I don't know my neighbor, so mm. I felt kind of awkward going and asking them, "Hey, can you?" Get my book out of your mailbox, please. Um, mm. So, like that, plus like isolation, where I have barely been talking to people, meant I was just like super nervous for some reason. So I was like, re- like rehearsing what I was going to say exactly. Like, hi, you know, I'm Fergus. Like, I ordered a package and it's been put in your box instead. Could you get it? Whatever. And then I don't know. I knocked on his door and I said hello, and I just like completely froze and I completely forgot my script, and I ended up saying. Hi, I'm Fergus. 30 seconds of silence. (laughs) 
I'm contacting you today in regards <laughs> to my package that has been put. In. Well, I'm sorry. Were you emailing him? It was. It, it was awful. It was like I was a fucking robot. Like I've since failed every capture I've had to do online. Um, but, is the moral like, of the story here? Perhaps don't rehearse scripts to talk to your neighbours. No, no, but but you, then you, you sound like a local council bureaucrat. <laughs> I'm contacting you. <laughs> uh, but the feeling I has in the thirty seconds it took him to go and get his mask and you know come out the door to like check his mailbox was just like a prolonged <laughs> right, which right. I felt every day since. <laughs> Mm. You should get that checked out, man. Yeah, not good. Um, anyway, that was my meme. Run, do you want to go next? Sure. Uh, so I found one that um, I wasn't I wasn't particularly into at the time. Uh, but <laughs> was it two girls, one cup? <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, so I thought this was interesting because, like all of these memes, it's showed its age a little bit. Uh, and I was curious mm-hmm. to know how this would be received if it started today, uh, especially for the political landscape, if I can get a little bit controversial here. It's not okay. like racist Pepe or something. Is it? <laughs> uh, well, it's it's cats that look like Hitler. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Which is just such a 2007 thing. Uh, do you think that if cats that looked like Hitler... Um, which, if you don't know, is just a collection of pictures of cats that look a bit like Hitler. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a few. Do you, things, do you think yeah. if that started today, it would last? Or would it get shut down in a maelstrom? Um, I don't think it would get shut down because you're just acknowledging that, you know, this cat objectively just looks like Hitler. Right. <laughs> there was that controversy about the guy who made his dog do a Heil Hitler salute. Mm. I don't know if you guys saw this. And that was a big controversial thing because people, one side people were like, what are you doing? And the other side people were like, it's a dog. Um, you know, it doesn't know what it's doing. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, because that, so- that man was arrested. I think he was, wasn't mm. he? Yeah. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, for, Wait, where, for hate crimes. Do... Yeah. Where was this? In Scotland, in the UK. I think. Oh, in Scotland? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that's different because that dog, it didn't look like Hitler. It didn't resemble Hitler or the Nazi party in any other way. Um, I saw this thinking, like, it's, it's definitely a, very much a 2007 kind of thing in the innocence of the mid-2000s. But then I found there's a page on the Cats That Look Like Hitler site, which just, mm-hmm. just contains their hate mail. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, which... I'm on it right now. We hate Hitlers. Yeah. Is that what they're called? Hitlers. Hitlers. Oh, no. And uh, so, some of them are, um, are quite upset. People saying, oh, you're, you're <laughs> making light of, of a terrible situation. Uh, what? You really shouldn't, you really shouldn't like, poke fun at these things. Like A lot of people died. Uh, which yeah. which you, you, can, you can see where they're coming from, even if you don't agree with it. Yeah. Uh, but then we also have, yo, dude, your site is kind of gay. No offense, but the cats don't look enough like Hitler. I saw one oh where the... Okay, that's, oh, that's problematic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, oh, he doesn't look <laughs> like him. <laughs> I saw one where the cat is in a Nazi uniform. More, more of those, because that's uh. kind of funny. The rest is kind of gay. Oh, uh. my God. Oh, God. <laughs> Okay, uh, well, that's obviously problematic for numerous reasons. Were there any hate mail that had any sort of any logical criticism? I don't know about logical criticism. I think that one, funnily (laughs) enough, the one we just saw is the only one that actually comments on the quality of the pictures and the website. Uh, The others just seem to have an issue with the concept itself because they're saying, oh, this is insensitive and whatnot. Uh, So funnily enough, the you're gay one is the only one that actually cares about the content. Yeah. But the people doing the hate mail about it being insensitive, is it because you're posting it or is like just the existence of my cat wrong? <laughs> well, I, I think if you're, if you're opposing to the existence of a cat, that's getting a little, 
a, li a little a little close to perhaps the man or, himself's or, or, philosophies. Okay. Or acknowledging <laughs> or acknowledging that this cat might look like Hitler is wrong. Is yeah, I, I think it's about basing this entire platform for comedy on for comedy. Um, on someone like Hitler. Uh, maybe to lighten the mood a bit, I'm looking at the We Love Hitler's part of the page, um, which has a few good, a few good comments, uh, notably the one at the bottom of the page by an anonymous user, which just says, my knob is enormous. <laughs> <laughs> I know who it definitely isn't. It isn't the guy from episode two. <laughs> no, 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 it is him. Because his knob oh, yeah, definitely it, was it enormous. It was, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's accepted that. Um, Stephen from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada says this keeps me off the porn sites, which is questionable. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's not a, really that's... some not really something I'd find interchangeable. Yes, to be honest. it's not a substitute. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't think this would. Um, if this had just emerged last year, I don't think it would have been quite as because this was huge. I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. seeing it at the time, um, and I think it was like a combination of just like i don't know cat pics were like massive yeah. in the internet mm. in the early early They're days of, i mean not the early days yeah but i seem to remember specifically like around that year of like 2008 to 2012 or something it was just oh everything was like cats i can have cheeseburger yeah i was gonna say like yeah that. i can has I can, cheeseburger, I can has. Get, yeah get the grammar right apology kitler wear what does Kitler oh, wear? If, it, if it's a merch. fucking armband, I'm gonna... Oh, God. There are definitely parts of this that could be problematic, and I understand why people think that. And and, and the person who... I think if, if he were gonna add anything to the cat, then that could be problematic, because now you're... It's not just a cat that looks like it. It's like you've dressed your cat up mm -hmm. in this yeah, way. Like if you're trying to make your hat look like your your hat. If you're trying to make your cat look like Hitler, I think you've got to be asking yourself some questions. But if your cat just happens to look like Hitler, then that's oh, just unfortunate. It's just, it's just I think that's kind of funny. funny. Thing. To be fair, it, it, it's kind of. I suppose it'll be funny at first, but then after a while, I'll be kind of. <laughs> I'll be like, kind of like, oh, why you gonna look like Hitler? Because <laughs> everyone would, if it's really obvious, like the ones that made it to the memes, everyone will see it, and even if they don't say it, they'll think it, and that's just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all anyone will think of. And then they'll yeah, think, did you buy this cat because it looks like Hitler? Mm. Did you adopt it? from the shelter specifically because <laughs> i there there are other f um people <laughs> from history that i'd rather it, my cat look like oh like who yeah. let's let's go through a list uh garfield <laughs> famous <laughs> per famous person from history yeah <laughs> yeah andrew garfield andrew garfield um <laughs> just not awful dictators who killed lots of people i think that's a good baseline for any for anything, really. That said, I think um, a cat with a good Stalin mustache would be. That would be great. I think. I think that should be the new twenty twenty one. So recursion of this. Interestingly enough, uh, there is a subreddit that I've recently um, come to know called R slash Ron Perlman cats, <laughs> and it's all cats that look like the esteemed character actor Ron Perlman. And they really do. Like, a lot of these cats do look like Ron Perlman, which you'd think would be a harder thing to pull off than Hitler, because for Hitler, you just need the mustache and the mm -hmm. little haircut. But a lot of these cats genuinely look like Ron Perlman. <laughs> I'm going to have a look. <laughs> he's but, got a very... <laughs> yeah, I, I can't think of what he's his... He's got a very distinct face. That I can... <laughs> <laughs> if you go to the top post of all time, <laughs> it's uncanny. <laughs> 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 they have like kind of they have the face shape and they have like his kind of expression yeah it's like quite serious like eyes and like uh, eyebrows <laughs> that was funny oh uh, there's um i wonder there's... if you can find a cat that looks like hellboy you know <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all red, uh, some sawed-off horns, giant fist. If, yeah. if, if you've got the Ron Perlman, you're halfway there. So, 
I'm looking at this post now. It's, oh no, Ron Perlman has lost his face and needs your help. And it's four options. Three of them are cats. <laughs> uh, the, the cats are finally loaded for me. I got to say, yeah, I don't know how they've done it, but <laughs> it's the mouth, the big, big mouth, tiny eyes. I'd say this is probably, I guess, the, the modern day alternative to cats that look mm-hmm. like Hitler. Mm-hmm. It's a slightly more wholesome. Much better, I'd say. I'd rather my take, cat look yeah. like Ron Perlman, who's done a few questionable movies at worst. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> the worst thing he's done. <laughs> uh, than Hitler. Um. <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, Cats That Look Like Hitler, uh, which I think technically was from 2006, so I hope you'll forgive me there. Uh, Felipe, <laughs> what is your meme? My meme is a, on a lighter note than... Uh, than the previous two. My meme's a bit more family-friendly, I suppose. Mine is the famous um, mysterious ticking noise from the Harry Potter Mm. Puppet Pals. That was 2007? A classic? Yes, it was. Um, I did a bit of research on the uh, the Potter Puppet Pals, and they apparently started doing videos in 2003. but, uh, But the mysterious ticking noise... Uh, was uploaded to YouTube in 2007. And then, yeah, it just kind of blew up. And I don't know anyone who hasn't or knows this. Sorry, did you just say it just kind of blew up? Was that. Was that. That wasn't a pun. That wasn't a pun. (laughs) It is now. um, (laughs) It is now. Um, Also, I like how you started this by saying it's a bit lighter and it ends with, like, I don't know. (laughs) A bomb. (laughs) Like the cast of Harry Potter dying in an explosion. Uh, Felipe, um, there were a few videos from the Potter Papa Pals. Which yes, is your favorite? Yes, there were a few. The mysterious ticking noise is the is the one for me, and I I I I don't I can't really remember any of the others to be honest. I think that was the one that stood out to most people as well. Mm-hmm. Everyone everyone knows that little tune. Whenever it's come up in the past, you know, thirteen years, well, fourteen years now since it came out. Um, if someone starts singing it, everyone knows exactly where it is and where it came from, and they kind of know the order of of the characters coming in in the song. So I was thinking we could give it a try. Ooh. Oh, shit. Okay. All right, Let's so see. with the Harry Potter characters or with our own names? I think Harry Potter characters. Okay, okay. Probably. Because um, that'll help, you know, the old earworm remembrance. But because there's only three of us, We'd have to like double dip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so uh, first is Snape, then Ron. Yeah. Then Snape, Snape, Severus, Snape, Ron Weasley, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, um, and then, then Hermione. Hermione, I, my name's Hermione. And then Harry Potter. Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter. So, who wants to start? Uh, I'll I'll do Snape. I'll do Snape. Okay. Okay. Should should I just I'll get do going? I'll do Ron. So Ron, okay. do you want to start with Dumbledore? I'll, I'll be Dumbledore. So Snape comes in, then Dumbledore, then Ron. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 So it's Snape. Snape. Severus. Snape. Dumbledore. Snape. Snape. Severus. Snape. Dumbledore. Snape. Ron. Snape. Ron. Severus. Ron. Snape. Dumbledore. Snape. Snape. Severus. Snape. Dumbledore. Snape. Snape. Severus Snape. 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 Severus Snape. Severus Snape. Severus Snape. Snape. I always lose it at Harry Potter. Yeah, it's great. I don't think we quite got it there. I, th- uh, I think I'm with blame the... the lag because we're, you know, not in the same room. Yeah, that's the only reason why. That's the only reason why. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. And yeah, the, think, the slight yeah. second or two or half second delay from Zoom, uh, I'm sure will make that a delight for everyone to listen to. As we all know, the universe was created in 1977 with the release of the first Star Wars film. Here's our Wikipedia concept of the week. So I was doing some browsing 
this week on Wikipedia. Um, and I came across a Jedi that I had not heard of, but they were in the prequels. Uh, they were one of the kind of background Jedi in the, the Battle of Geonosis. Happens okay. at the mm. end of Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Jedi's name is Pablo Jill. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the famous uh, Latin American Jedi. <laughs> literally, literally, it's just the names Pablo and Jill with a hyphen in between. He <laughs> <laughs> looks like he has two phases. He looks like a, like a sunfish cut in half. Legit, it's just they—they they were like designing these Jedi and they just thought okay what if this oh, one legit. had a face what if this one had a face but <laughs> but the face was upside down ah, I, I recognize I recognize him yeah quite an iconic design um, Pablo Jill was an angry male an angry male <laughs> I'm an angry male <laughs> 12, 12 angry, angry males um Killed by General Grievous, so one of the lightsabers that General Grievous famously goes, oh, that's my collection. Oh, was that one of his? It uh, was one of them, one of the blue how, ones. How do you was know that? It says um, somewhere uh, here that that's the case. Can you imagine how distracting that would be if about 20 minutes into Revenge of the Sith, um, General Grievous pulls out his lightsaber, he's like, I got this from Pablo Chill. <laughs> one would be like, wait, who? <laughs> um, so according to the Wikipedia, um, Pablo Chill was considered one of General Grievous's most notorious kills. Um, Conor McGregor shit. Uh, Pablo Chill, the notorious. Um... Interestingly enough, though, uh, there was another Jedi of the same species that was designed, that was originally supposed to be just Pablo Jill, but they decided to make it his own character. Um, a Jedi called Coleman Kud... Kudsaj? Oh, yeah. Ah, yes. I, was, I was just yes. on him. Um, who used to go by the name uh, Sweet Conquer Kill. No way. <laughs> 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 Wait, where did you get that from? Uh, it was on the the canon page for for our main man. Um, it said there was some confusion that people uh, mistook him for for this guy, uh, Senator Sweet Conquerkill, who changed his name to uh, to Coleman. Um, where did he go? Coleman Coleman Cage. Coleman Cage. Coleman Cage. That's kind of yeah. racist, Coleman just because they're the same species. Yeah, they just decided, you know, fuck it, like. He's angry. Uh, Coleman um, Cash, who's very similar to our, our old friend uh, Coleman Trevor, one of the best. Yes, I was, I was going to say, <laughs> not, not to be confused with Coleman Trevor. <laughs> uh, are you familiar with Coleman Trevor, Felipe? I'm not, but the name is making me laugh. <laughs> uh, Coleman Trevor, you'll, you'll know him when you see him. He's, he's the dinosaur looking motherfucker from. Uh, <laughs> from Attack of the Clones, who gets killed immediately by Django Fett. Uh, Django Sweat. Um, oh! Django Wet. <laughs> but yeah, um, Coleman Trevor, just to briefly uh, go on an aside, uh, well known in the fandom now as just a fucking meme, um, <laughs> which relates to our other topics of the day. Um, he has a page on Facebook dedicated to him, uh, one of the many Star Wars core pages, uh, mm. which are interesting, but also terrifying and strange because um, they're just so niche in their memes. These are where, um, I don't know if you've seen them, like the the Yoda, Yoda being addicted to ketamine memes <laughs> came from. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Have you not seen that? <laughs> Is that um, what makes him like fly? <laughs> I it's I really don't know how to describe these other than they're just a series of memes where where somebody decided, oh, what if Yoda had a crippling ketamine addiction? <laughs> uh, uh, and he just gets into all sorts of shenanigans uh, because of his ketamine addiction, like ending up in like 
the Chilean miners' strike of 1973 <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> 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 On the topic of Coleman Trebor, in the movies is 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 feeble attempt to kill Django Fett. They could have always done that a bit better. Reminds me of a bit of Kit Fisto versus... Oh, um, Kit Fisto, no. Versus Palpatine, <laughs> which they... <laughs> they gave him, like, two seconds. He, he literally... He pulls out his sword, his lightsaber, and he lifts it up, and then Palpatine just, sni- just, just cuts him. And it's like, oh, he could have given him some, some more uh, <laughs> uh, movie time. Give him a bit of a fight, a bit of respect, you know. Yeah, I think what what they were trying to go for there was to make to make Palpatine look like uh, (laughs) yeah to make Palpatine look really powerful. But what it ended up doing was was just making all these Jedi Master Knights just make them look shy, yeah, completely incompetent, (laughs) just horribly incompetent. Yeah, Um, the first three are dead in the in in like. In three yeah. swipes, they're gone, <laughs> and and it, it is comical now. Looking back at it, um, they, uh, I, I get what they wanted to do, but I feel like they could have just done that over a long, longer period of time with the same um, ending. But um, that extra time would have given them a bit more mm. respect. I think the issue um, there was um, Ian McDermott being old, having to do fight choreography. There's that really great, like, obvious CGI cut to a shot where he just does, like, a flip off the wall <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. in that fight. It's so yeah. good. Uh, that whole fight sequence is brilliant. I don't know what you're talking the, about. The fight with Mace Windu is fun, but the, it, it, I, I just every time I see Kit Fisto, just, just instantly just oh, die. just bites like, it. Like, like, he, like he wasn't even trying. Um, yeah, it just, just makes me kind of annoyed, to be honest. I've got one, uh, but yeah. I opened a, I opened a couple funny ones that I found on my way that I thought I might mention in passing. Uh, but sure. now I am obliged to mention one of them, which I wasn't going to at first. But just the page for mouth, oh. mouth, mouth, um, which which isn't like the other ones we've seen, like sleep and dream and other just basic human things where it has like a massive massive article on on this thing we already know about because it exists in real life uh it just Mm -hmm. says the mouth or more was part of the anatomy of most species it's used to eat or drink um mouth i type in mouth it's it comes up with a list of search results mouth is number one and then number two is mouth operated gun (laughs) (laughs) oh that's so good (laughs) <laughs> which sadly there is no picture behind it but i just thought i'd mention that oh, but the reason i bring it up now is that there's one this one picture on this tiny article um and it's of our it's of our boy pablo jill is it uh, yeah uh with a little Did caption particularly with the caption saying mouth? uh the mouths of Ongri were located above the eyes oh what the fuck that's what that was um, that was his mouth. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Okay, but my actual one is I hit hit the random article button, uh, and it landed on unidentified Gamorian dancer. And I thought at first, okay, whatever. There's loads of unidentified background uh, guy or trooper or whatever. Except Gamorian dancer. Gamorians are the big, the big weird green pig people from Jabba's palace and the uh. picture it's a little it's a little animated drawing of of one of these guys doing what looks like ballet dancing uh except it says uh this was performed at the pod racers hovel on tatooine <laughs> uh, which which doesn't Again, give me wh- high hopes <laughs> When I typed in Gamorian, uh, unidentified Gamorian dancer, the last result, result before I typed in dancer was unidentified Gamorian clown. <laughs> so it seemed like oh, they worked no. in all areas of the entertainment business. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's some fancy footwork. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as the quote from uh, Fode Anadu, who everyone will know as one of the heads of the 
the pod racer announcers. Oh, I'll come back oh, to him yeah. later. Um, <laughs> yeah, because this was in the the pod racers hovel, which is apparently where the pod racers hung out between races, where they would gamble, listen to music, and apparently watch weird dances from big pig people. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then that makes me kind of rethink the entire dancing situation. Maybe it's not ballet. Maybe this is like this is like an old west saloon kind of situation and it's the girls they bring down from from the upper rooms to do a little bit of a dance for the patrons oh god um, no i hope not <laughs> i think this is a a bit more seedy and and sinister and so i did a bit of digging um firstly if you click on podrace's hovel it brings up the most horrifying picture of uh child anakin skywalker <laughs> Uh, and it, it, it turns out this is from this is from a game called Anakin Speedway, uh, which is part of a series of educational games that came out around 2000. Uh, along with Anakin Speedway, there was uh, Jar Jar's Journey, Yoda's Challenge, which I actually had as a child. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Yoda's so how, Challenge. How, how much was... ketamine could he snort? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say it was overcoming his ketamine addiction, but uh, <laughs> got there first. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I actually I, I went back and uh, watched some clips of Yoda's challenge and uh, Anakin Speedway as research for this, uh, and and it looks it looks quite good actually because it actually teaches you some some things like there's a whole section where it teaches you about music notation. Uh, Anakin really? Speedway teaches you about speed and momentum. Um, another one. What, what, what does Jar Jar's one teach you? Oh, I don't know. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> you just come out of that game even dumber than you were before. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My, my uh, Wikipedia for the week. Mon Calamari. Like, I'm um, sure you're aware of these guys. Admiral Bar. I thought it'd be interesting to talk about these guys. Home, home world. Because it, it links back to the meme. The memeology, the classic, it's a trap meme. Indeed. Mm. One of my favorite things about these guys is I, I watched a random uh, Clone Wars episode a few weeks ago. Uh, where it's all about the war that was happening on Moncala, their planet, mm. and like the droids were invading, and the Jedi had to go, and there was, and the plot revolved around this young prince who had to take over after his father died, and it was fun talking to all the all the Moncalamari people because they were like, well, we must defend our planet, talking like Adam Lightbar, and then this kid spoke, and he went, "Oh, I've just got to protect my people." And he, and he was just like, oh, some like Oliver Twist character. <laughs> I'm probably butchering that, but he, he, he was just—he was just this this young, this young spirited guy. I'm just trying my best. I gotta—I gotta do right by my father's memory because this guy was like a main character and a hero. So they gave him a trendy, likable American youth, whereas every single other person on this planet was like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it says here the females were distinguished from the males by their more prominent chest areas. <laughs> well, <laughs> I feel like that applies to uh, a few species. Mm. Only in Star Wars, though. Mm. Mm. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, to relate this to Ronan's entry this week, apparently um, the Mon Calamari, uh, as a culture, appreciated ballet. Um, they had a, a ballet of their own, most famous being Squid Lake. Um, Squid Lake. Squid Lake. Yeah. Is that a joke? No, I'm not joking. <laughs> this is, <laughs> uh, and it's actually this is probably the first one of the first things we've talked about in this section that occurs in the main series Squid of films. Lake. Um, because in Revenge of the Sith, you actually see a performance <gasps> of Squid Lake. 
it's where Palpatine <gasps> is that tells, Squid Lake? Yeah, it's where it's where Palpatine tells Anakin the tragedy of Darth no Plagueis way. the wife. He's watching Squid Lake while he does it. Yeah. <laughs> Squid Lake, the the bubble bubble show, big bubble show. The bub the big bubble show. Yeah, <laughs> is, bubble is, Squid Lake. Squid Lake is Squid Lake that ballet made by the famous alien composer Tchaikovsky? Uh, yes, I believe it is. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's up there with the tobacco. Kind of these kind of trying to like mirror real world things and kind of make them relatable to us, but not quite trying hard enough or making it a bit too easy. Um, squid Lake. Squid Lake? <laughs> no way. Does it say who the composer of Squid Lake is? Uh, it does not. That oh, I bet it's the Max Rebo band. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no, he was out of business at that point. It would have been those uh, those bastards over at um, Figure and Dan and the Modal Nodes. Mm. Well, the Mon Calamari Ballet is amazing. It's performed at the Galaxy's Opera House. I can't have been very engaging because fucking Palpatine just talks all the way through. <laughs> And he, yeah, he tells everyone with him, just like, ah, get out of here. And they're like, all right, that's fine. I wasn't invested at all. We can I do they, love that. They I cut do the love scene where bit. Anakin's like, shh, I want to <laughs> <I wanna> see. <laughs> that's actually why Palpatine's uh, plan to turn Anakin to the dark side and plunge the galaxy into darkness failed because Squid Lake was so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do love those scenes with, uh, with Big Daddy Sheev in episode three. Because Anakin just walks in and there's all these people just presumably, all these aliens just presumably enjoying this nice performance. And he just goes, leave us. And they do. No complaint. <laughs> they just get up and go. I find it funny that during this big chaos and the, um, political turmoil during episode three, they had time to just sit and watch an opera, you know, with no stress. Yeah, not like there was a war on classic politicians. I know. At least he was, you know, he was doing business while while doing it. And he wasn't appreciating the plot of Squid Lake, apparently. But he, you know, he brought in his little boys to... Little boys? What? Uh, <laughs> Are you patronizing them again? I know. What am I, what am I saying? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> his little boys. Jesus yeah, Christ. come on. This was the emperor of the galaxy. This wasn't the meat lump king. <laughs> we, we don't want any hate mail from the Sharons after you patronized them last time. No, it's because I was thinking about um, about uh, Palpatine thinking about um, actual child Anakin, who I still have looking at me on the screen right now in that horrible picture from him in the pod race pit or whatever it was called. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, he, he, was, he was still converting uh, people to the dark side while watching the opera. Mm, again, uh, it's not his style do you think it was it was blue man who really wanted to go to the opera and palpatine's like no 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 let's just stay at the office today i got some business to do he's like no no come on come on big daddy sheev please come on, please let's please. go watch you promised let's go watch the bubble i've had these tickets for months <laughs> fine Right, so we're almost at the end of the podcast, but lastly, we got a few recommendations for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who would like to go first? Mm, not me. Yeah, <laughs> oh. I don't, don't really know if I want to go first. <laughs> All right, I guess that leaves me. Uh, so I've been, I've been watching uh, the latest iteration in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Their first foray into the television realm uh, in One Division, Long Division, <laughs> right? One Division. I've heard about this, um, what but is you it haven't about? seen it. Uh, I haven't so seen it. No. I'll, I'll be I'll be very careful what I say because the the premise is is weird and uh, and kind of discovering what's going on is a lot of the fun of it. Uh, but basically, what what you kind of gather in the first episode is that. Somehow, for unknown means and reasons, uh, two of the Avengers, Wanda and, and Vision, hence WandaVision. Yeah, so they're, they're, for some reason, trapped in a 1950s sitcom. And like, really? As, as you do. Yeah. Uh, and, and rather than kind of doing this in a weird way where it's filmed like, like normal, but they're running around against weird walls or whatever, uh, it's just, 
it's just an episode of a 1950s sitcom. Uh, I like, saw a trailer for this. Mm-hmm. Does it go through black and white? Yes. So, yeah. So, it starts in the 1950s, and then every, every episode um, kind of advances in time for, for whatever reason. I won't say how or why. Uh, but they they fully commit to the theme of every episode. So the first one is actually filmed in front of a live studio audience. Uh, That's cool. It's, it's legitimately a good episode of of a 1950s sitcom. Uh, but <laughs> but but something's not right. Something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Something's a bit weird here. And every episode, you see a little bit more behind the curtain, and then a little bit more, and a little bit more. Uh, and in the last couple episodes from when we're recording this. Um, shit has really hit the fan and uh and i love it i think it's it's really cool it seems like a very creative and original idea not just kind of putting them in what Mm. you might expect from two marvel characters yeah it seems that after (laughs) so now that they've made infinity war and endgame yeah they made the the biggest film in the world ever twice uh, they kind of get away with doing whatever they want, uh, knowing that people yeah. are going to watch it. It's kind of like we've we've reached the top. Now let's bring it back again so we can mm-hmm. reload. And it is interesting um, to me because they were supposed to have like two or three films out now in mm. their in their next phase of films, phase four. But since um, the COVID came along, they couldn't really do that. Uh, so this is like the first content we're seeing from the new phase four of Marvel stuff. And I think the fact that it is a TV show, and not just a TV show, but a weird TV show, mm. is really interesting um, to it. I will say, I've been watching it as well. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, uh, I think it will all be done. So I, I may so. have changed my opinion since. Is um, it quite a short series? It's, I think there's going to be eight episodes, Nine, maybe ten I episodes. Think. Oh, that's not bad. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Um, I will say, I, so I've watched up to episode four now. I haven't watched the one that came out this week. Uh, they once they started kind of revealing what was going on, I was I started to like it a little bit less. Um, I I can't really put that in non-abstract terms without spoiling Mm -hmm. it, so I won't. Um, but like Ronan said, I really did like when they were fully committed to the oh, this is just an episode of a 1950s sitcom, for example, and there's one or two little bits where it's like oh, maybe something else is going on, and they kind of um. I know there's an episode where they kind of like take that away um, that I wasn't as into. But that being said, we're not even halfway through the series yet. So um, I'm excited to see where it goes mm-hmm. to next mm-hmm. and how it, uh, how it continues. Because it is a great premise. It's a really mm-hmm. weird Yeah, I, I think premise. this never would have happened even just a couple of years ago. Uh, no, but now that they've no. they've reached the high highs of Endgame, they can just do whatever they want, which is really refreshing because uh, superhero franchises can very easily be very kind of homogenous and very similar. They follow the same beats. They do the same things, interchange the character. Is it stepping um, away a bit from your classic Hollywood uh, 90 mile an hour drama action and it's just like, let's think about mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. some I think other th- things? The the first action beat happens maybe four or five episodes in. Mm. So it's genuinely funny. Yeah, like, it's yeah. like a, like a yeah. comedy. They've got like an actual laugh track and stuff, and it it just feels like you're watching an episode of like <laughs> great. the a fifties mm. TV show or a sixties TV show, which is really cool. Um, yeah, but yeah, um, somewhat on that note with what Ronan said, I think when they did kind of start getting a bit more traditionally Marvel with it. I was like, oh, I've seen this before. Mm, like that yeah, kind of that's fair. That's mm, fair. Stuff. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we don't know yet. Yeah, Time we'll, we'll have to see. I think a few, three or four episodes left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's next? I've watched a show. I've watched it already. Uh, I believe the next series is in production, but it's been um, slowed down like everything else because mm-hmm. of covid it's a show called dairy girls which oh, yes. oh, i'm sure yes. you've heard of uh have you guys watched it yeah for sure mm-hmm. just a yeah. little bit great show it's about four girls living in Derry, 
in in Northern Ireland during the Troubles. And it's just kind of their life in in high school. They're all really funny characters. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's just about what, kind of what they get up to. Is your kind of standard sitcom in that way, but it has its origin. Its, its originality comes from the, the setting and the scenario that they that they're in as well. It's it's almost like um an an antidote to um the in-betweeners kind of style of, yeah of mm. it it, yeah. it has been um compared to the in-betweeners because it's like a gang of four and they're kind of like it's them versus the world in a way they're kind of like it's you know they're not really friends with ever, anyone else um it is much less crude um than the in-betweeners mm-hmm. uh <laughs> the in-betweeners you know, has a reputation for that's kind of its style. I, I, I'd say Derry Girls is not like that at all, but it's similar in in that way. It's kind of like a gang of four, like friends who are trying to just get through high school. Pretty much, um, they're not the most popular. You know, um, they're, they're trying to do their best, really. <laughs> and it's yeah, it's really funny, really funny. Yeah, did did you enjoy it when you watched it, Fergus? Yeah, for sure. Um, I actually got recommended to watch it by my dad, who is from Northern Ireland, Mm. um, and kind of grew up during the Troubles and stuff, and and he really enjoyed it. Um, Did did he relate to it in any way? Mm -hmm. Yeah, was it realistic? Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, He quite liked it, because he's never really talked to me about that at length, Mm. Um, but it did help me feel like I kind of helped me understand his you know life a little bit better yeah um so yeah I, I really enjoyed it and i'm looking forward to to season three i didn't know there was going to be one so yes i didn't know that until fairly recently that's why because it kind it of I, I seem to remember it, the way it ending could have been just like mm. the end mm-hmm. um but it's good to know good to know there's more coming yeah i um it was interesting how they in terms of the whole the troubles and stuff like that um, kind of the fear that you you would have lived in in those times in in that place. It's kind of like you never think about it. Looking at it, you know, from someone who wasn't there, um, youth, you think, you know, it was just constant fear, and it probably was in some ways. But like, there's a normalization there where this was kind of like normal, and therefore there's jokes coming out, kind of just trying to find relief from it in a way trying to deal with it in your own ways and they kind of use humor to do that as well yeah it's like with anything that's uh serious or traumatic that lasts long enough where you just kind of have to get back to daily life i mean yeah. we're in the middle of one of the most devastating events in in mm. recent human history um and we're laughing and cracking jokes about it every day what else is there to do <laughs> yeah exactly well, first just, of all, you, you wash your hands, but after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, what I really liked about Dairy Girls uh, was just that, that it is funny and irreverent and, you know, just kind of goofy, like nice sitcom. Mm. Um, but then I think it's the final scene of, of season one. It gets just super real all of a sudden. Like there's a bombing. Uh, not with the main characters or anything, but they just see it on the news and uh, the song, I forget what it is. I think it's, it's by the Cranberries. I think it's Dream. Mm. Uh, starts playing and it's just like a very emotional moment. It's like, boom, end of season one. It's like, mm. yeah, it's fun watching these like high schoolers have all these wacky misadventures, but also it's playing out mm. in the context. Of, their lives would be whatever's going on that day. You know, if it's a good day or not, it will be interrupted by these events um yeah it's the kind of events you can't really ignore or pretend that aren't there so i've been reading a book this week uh the book that i um had to go downstairs and talk to my neighbor about retrieving mm. um <laughs> <laughs> uh it's uh by a comedian called Stuart lee ah Stuart lee ah yes, yes. Stuart lee. i am familiar with the work of Stuart lee <laughs> it's um it's called 
how I escaped my certain fate, and then there's a subtitle uh, that I don't remember. But it's basically a little int- short introduction at the beginning of the book, and then three of his stand-up shows um, about oh, you know, like form. the transcripts. Yeah, like the transcripts oh, of his of his specials. That's cool. Um, but with like annotations and little notes from him and and tidbits and behind the scenes and and stuff like that and kind of like explaining like why certain joke why he makes certain jokes why certain jokes work why certain jokes don't work um how he came up with some of the jokes and stuff and it's really interesting because i think he's he's hilarious he's one of my favorite because his style is um kind of long-winded stories right yeah very yeah, very long winded, told very like straight faced. Um, he is a bit. Um, I feel like he's a bit full of himself in a way. He knows he's clever, and he knows. In, he goes in, into that. Yeah, he, as he's well. in um in that kind of um intellectual way. He knows he's probably above most comedians. Um, there, yeah, and that, very. There, yeah, there is like an esteem there, and that, and there is um when people reference Stuartly. I don't know if this is true, but I get the feeling that people, um, everyone respects him, but not everyone likes him. If you know what I mean. Yeah, he he kind of um, goes into that in in one of the footnotes from from what I was. Re- I'm about halfway through the book, mm. um, so about actually no, I'm probably maybe about a third of the way through the book. I'd still recommend it. I'm still on like the first of the three shows, which was, I think, his 2004 show, um, just called Stuart Lee Stand Up Comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a bit in there, like a line he says, where he says something like, "Oh, I'm not exactly better. I'm not saying I'm better than all of you. Mm-hmm. I am, but I'm not saying that." Yeah, he always. <laughs> yeah, that's. The- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and and he goes into like the, the little footnote there. He's just like, um, "See, I'm being purposefully arrogant here and he says i am arrogant but i'm deliberately playing it up here in this particular bit to get a certain reaction yeah stuff like that and he's he does that like that was in the footnote but in the actual set itself he's very self-referential and he, he like if a joke doesn't land more often than not what he'll do is just explain the joke <laughs> as if the audience is stupid and they didn't get it uh which i think he plays into his arrogance it it it's something that must be very difficult to play off because explaining jokes for the most part is, is just surefire way to make them not funny. Um, but he somehow manages to to to. Yeah, that must a be a gamble though, because if you if you don't manage to make the explanation funny, you're 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 doomed because you're just digging yourself a hole and there's no climbing out of that. Yeah, no, and he, he I don't know. I think it really does play into that arrogance persona that yeah. arrogant persona he 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 plays up on on stage mm-hmm. because he does give this air of like oh yeah i'm i'm a very clever guy well i remember one of his books and i've got it up here now a different book called march of the lemmings i haven't read it or anything but i remember seeing the cover and laughing out loud because you know on book covers they have like little reviews it's like, oh, best book of the year etc so he has three reviews on here the first two um, a kind of is similar, a true genius of comedy, and you know whoever wrote it. But the third review says Stuart Lee is not funny and has nothing to say. The Daily Telegraph, <laughs> <laughs> and that's and he put that on the book, and I, I love that. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's um he's very funny. Um, and I would recommend you read the book if you want a bit more insight into I, yeah. Um, why he's funny i might get this you know this is yeah my definitely my can you remind us of the title yes it's called uh the full title is how i escaped my certain fate the life and deaths of a stand-up comedian so it's kind of like framed with um he he started doing stand-up in the late 80s and then all through the 90s and then i think early 2000s he quit because he was just wasn't feeling it uh, anymore and wasn't finding an audience and stuff. Uh, and then he actually went on to like direct an opera really? over those four years. Yeah. Was it an Squid opera. Lake? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish. It was um, based on the life of Jerry Springer, 
the American really? TV <laughs> what? Uh, personality. Yeah. Um, and then after four years of that, he decided, okay, it's time. It's time to come back. But yeah, I'd recommend if you haven't seen any Stuart Lee to check check him out. Um, his uh, his show, Stand Up Comedian, that the first segment of the book is about. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really funny. It was deals with stuff like um, post 9-11 uh, hysteria and um, and other topics in an irreverent way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty edgy. It's uh, a fair warning there, but yeah. it's it's all for a purpose. I'd um, give a quick recommendation if someone wanted to check his check his stuff out quickly. He has this on. It's all on YouTube. Um, Stuart Lee's cab driver joke. Um, it's like five minutes long. Oh, it's yes. really good. Is a bit on a uh, Princess Diana uh, and uh, an inflatable life-size model of ET is also. <laughs> I think his uh, his Ang Lee one is a favorite of mine, and that brings us to the end of the podcast. Mm. I've got one question for you two. Why do we get shoisty? Mm. I'm not, I'm not sure I can answer that for you, Ryan. Is it because of Squid Lake? It could be. It could. Yeah. No, I feel like there's something, something there. I thought we were nearly there to... when you said opera and Squid Lake. I was like Stuart mm. Lee. Nah, not the not year there. 2007. Mm. I think it, uh, it's something to do with um, trying to offset the feeling of. <laughs> but that's <laughs> not quite it. It doesn't quite encapsulate everything. Um, Were those cats that looked like both Hitler and Ron Perlman <laughs> getting shwasty? I, I think, yeah. Mm. Well, I, I think were, the, the Ron Perlman ones Perlman. were. Yeah, 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 they were getting shwasty. The other ones, no. I think we're on the right train, but we're on the wrong tracks. Right <laughs> 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 we're go- are we going in the right direction, at least? It's a good question. Okay. Good question. <laughs> That's maybe a, uh, a question we'll answer yeah. next week. Yeah, maybe. Maybe not. Either way, join us then. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, uh, send in your messages and emails to us at whywegetchwasty at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Quick shout out to the real Max Rebo and his oh, Instagram page. What a guy. And we'll get him on the show very soon. Mm-hmm. He's a bit um, self-conscious lately, so we're trying to convince mm-hmm. him. But any day now. See you next week. See you next week. Bye-bye.